Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, wonderful, intelligent, super duper hardworking <laughs> Disney Cruise Line loving wife and co host, Michelle. Thank you, my love. Hi, everybody. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode actually on Saturday, May 22nd, 2021. Why are we recording this on Saturday and when we normally record these on Sunday and then release them later that afternoon? Well, we still wanted to release it on Sunday afternoon. However, we have some family, some of Yay. my family coming to town and we planned a lunch with them because we haven't seen them in well over a year. So uh, we all wanted to get together and finally have lunch together. We're all vaccinated. We're all going to have a wonderful, I think we're going to have some nice pizza and beer. Yeah. Just a nice, casual, fun afternoon lunch out here Sounds in San Diego. Amazing. Yes. Can't wait to see them. Yeah, and that, they've actually appeared on our podcast. They have in the past, and we're hoping that sometime in the very near future, they may be making a reappearance. Yeah. We'll see what happens with that. But thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there... I've heard we have a newsletter now. We do. I think I've heard something about that, which is probably a good thing because I'm usually the one who puts out the newsletter. So yes, we do have a newsletter. It's just another way to kind of be more involved in the Hyperion Adventures podcast world. We give you uh, what's going on with uh, episode by episode, what we have coming up in the future. We interact with you in different ways. Sometimes we let you see things before anybody mm -hmm. else, before we release them on social media, before we release them to the world. You get to see them first because you you are a subscriber to the newsletter. Right. And sometimes you get tips and information that we don't share anywhere else. Sometimes. So you'll want to be subscribed to that newsletter. We appreciate all of you that have already done that. That's right. Another way to kind of be involved in our Hyperion Adventures podcast world is to follow us on social media. Please check us out on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We do have a YouTube channel where we release some other videos, but mostly they're just kind of another way to access this show. But um, if you want to find us there, just do a search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast, hit subscribe, and you'll know whenever we have a new video there. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Yes, we love hearing from, from folks. Uh, it's really amazing getting the emails and we get a lot of love and a lot of praise on emails, so thank you, everybody. Yes, thank you. It's uh, it's embarrassing sometimes, I but <laughs> we really appreciate it, and we're honored that you all reach out to us uh, so often and say such nice things. Speaking of that, um, I, I, I've announced this in the newsletter a couple times, so people who have the newsletter know this a little bit, but I want to get it out there for everybody else because not, every, not all of our Hyperion Adventures necessarily are subscribed to the newsletter. You should be, but not, not <laughs> all, and we don't necessarily... Uh, it's not all about that. So right. um, we're coming up in two weeks on our third anniversary wow. show. Hard to believe. Yeah. And so because we, you are the reason that drives us to do this show, all our Hyperion adventures, all of those of you who have listened to the show, have interacted with us in the past, um, we would love for you to be a part of that show. Um, it could be a, a written message. It can be a video message. It can be an audio message. Whatever you like, you can say whatever you want about the show. And we would love to incorporate you within that 
uh, celebration of our third anniversary as a podcast. Right. It's so exciting that we have that anniversary coming up. And like you said, um, we have really amazing listeners that are, are so generously wonderful to us. And we want to feature you on our anniversary episode. Yeah. And we're going to have a lot of great things on that show. I'm actually, we may have to split that into a two part show that mm. we're, we're going to do like drop them both on the same week, but be a two part show because not only are we doing our third anniversary special, mm-hmm. uh, we also are visiting Avengers campus that exact same <laughs> weekend for the opening day out at uh, Disney California Adventure right. Park at the Disneyland Resort. So uh, we'll have a lot to talk about on that show or shows, depending on how it goes. <laughs> we'll see how it is. <laughs> but either way, we would love for you to be involved in that. I think it's going to be a really special episode. And we have some interesting news that we're going to release uh, in that episode mm-hmm. as well. We have been waiting on this for a long time, and there's a couple things that we're going to bring up that we're excited to tell you about oh yeah yeah so um anyway if you want to send us one of those messages uh please just uh, you can hit us up on uh any of our social media accounts or of course as i mentioned just a little bit ago email us at hyperion adventures podcast at gmail.com right we can't wait we can't wait so but let's get to this week's show we have lots of stuff for you this week including we learned some fantastic news about a couple of disneyland reopenings this week one near us one not so near us. <laughs> we'll tell you all about that. And Disney Cruise Line is a step closer to making another Florida location, one of its home ports. That's interesting news. We'll tell you all about that, too. But we've got more Disney Cruise to talk about. So let's get to our main topic of the week. So yes, our main topic of the week, we are so very excited uh, for the Disney Wish. Uh, Many of you out there, some of you might have had your opportunity already to book aboard this brand new Disney cruise that's debuting, uh, Disney cruise ship that's been debuting next year. Um, Other you, probably this week is your opportunity to book if you so desire. And so... You know, we 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 we've made no secret of it. We <laughs> love Disney cruising, uh, and so we wanted to kind of share that love with you. Now, some of this stuff is things that we've talked about in other shows, but it's been a while. Uh, some things have changed, and you know that we also have gotten uh, we've received more listeners now than we've had in the past. More of you may not have listened to those episodes, so we kind of want to go through some of the old stuff that we've talked about Disney cruising, but also some of the new stuff. So we thought that we'd make this uh, episode entitle it uh, Disney Cruise Line, a wish, and so much more. Yeah, I love that title, and um, yeah, I, I actually think I have probably more new things Ooh. to talk about than than older things um but yeah just with so many things right now happening this, these past couple of weeks with disney cruise you know and you know uh, allowing bookings to start for the like you said the new ship the crew the wish and the cruise line industry making some headway with being able to uh visit alaska with some changes to mm-hmm. uh very very old antiquated laws uh it's just an exciting time and i know this morning um i heard about that we have it's not a disney cruise ship but we do have a cruise ship here in port at san diego so uh and and that crew is is getting vaccinated uh this weekend so it's just really exciting news to start seeing the cruise line industry um 
coming about again. And so it just seems like a timely topic. Yeah, it's been a bit overdue uh, for them to get these steps where they can finally approach to the point where they may be able to start uh, all these sailings again, whether it be Disney Cruise Line or all the other cruise lines for that matter. I mean, they've all been out uh, kind of floating around the ocean just (laughs) waiting for their chance. And now it looks like they're starting to put some pieces in place and we are getting that much closer to sailing. But uh, really the excitement this week was, of course, about the Disney Wish and and bookings opening up. And we're going to talk some about that. Uh, We'll get to that near the end of this segment. First of all, we're going to talk about, you know, Just for those of you who maybe have joined us recently uh, and don't know our experiences with Disney Cruise Line or and cruising in general, we're going to tell you a little bit about that. Then we'll then we're going to tell you uh, what we think sets Disney Cruise Line apart from various Mm -hmm. other cruise lines. We've sailed on several. We'll talk about that a little bit as well. And then finally, we'll get to the news about the Disney Wish. And of course, we have to do a top five list that may not (laughs) only be five of the things we're excited about aboard the Disney Wish. We may even tell you if we booked a sailing on board the Disney Wish or not. Did we? Did we? You're going to have to wait and find out about (laughs) that. But let's kind of get to it. We'll, We'll start with just talking about Disney Cruise Line in general. And our experience is, you know, we are both platinum cruisers. Michelle was sailing on Disney Cruise Line before before we actually mm-hmm. ever met. Right. So she has a few on me. <laughs> um, but we're both platinum cruisers. We've been on um, 11, more, 11 or more, Michelle or more, <laughs> Disney Cruises <laughs> over our time. And we've sailed everything from like two night sailings that go nowhere, essentially. Right. You know, they just sail around at sea and then come back to the port. All the way to the long ones, the 15-night transatlantics. Right. And, of, of course, we had that Panama Canal cruise mm-hmm. just last year when everything went bonkers <laughs> yeah. on us. Uh, so we've seen a lot of things in between. We've done, we've done lots of different cabins. We've done everything from... Uh, actually, I've never done an inside cabin dis- on Disney Cruise. Michelle has. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've also done Ocean View, Verandas, uh, Deluxe Family, mm-hmm. and yes, Concierge <laughs> on up to... And this is going to sound like a little bit of bragging, and maybe it is. We haven't been... On the in the royal suite uh, aboard the Disney Wonder yeah, in the past, both the uh, Roy O and the Walt. Yes, as so. a matter of fact, I was looking on our, my, our Facebook, my Facebook uh, memories today, mm-hmm. and um, this day that we're recording this is actually the six-year anniversary of when we were on our cruise, staying in the royal suite, and we renewed our wedding vows wow. in San Francisco. In the Royal Suite, which was really fun. That was fun and had family there and just an amazing time and a lot of great, a lot of great memories. We from have that. Family, friends, and uh, of course, Disney Cruise Line, which is <laughs> never a bad thing. And right. the Royal Suite, which is at our at the time, I think, I think it's bigger than our house that we live in right now. <laughs> it's, it's a pretty big suite. Um, so. Uh, hopefully you'll get to enjoy it at some point uh, during your life because that's crazy. It's not as big as that suite on board the Wish, though. That yeah, that's insane. insane. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we've also done specialty cruises. We've done the Halloween on the High Seas mm-hmm. cruise a couple times. Uh, we did the very first in the inaugural Star Wars Day at Sea cruise. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a lot of fun, yes. and we want to do that again at some point. Oh so. yeah, that was really really fantastic. Yeah, unique. It, it, you know that. The Disney cruising experience is always fun anyways. And, you know, especially if you've um, gone on different Disney cruises, there's some things that, you know, you'll want to do again over and over, but it's great to have some of those new little magical things to experience. Mm -hmm. For sure. So that was a lot of fun and we really enjoyed that. Uh, We are booked 
for this December, right around Christmas time, for uh, very merry. Mm-hmm. What are they called? The very merry sailing. Whatever right, the Christmas time right, sailing right. is. And I've been on a, a short one. Oh, mm-hmm. that's right. You have. I have mm-hmm. not yet. So I'm looking forward to experiencing that and waking up. This will mm-hmm. be actually our first time we wake up aboard a Disney ship on Christmas Day. Right, so that's right. going to be really cool. Uh, assuming that's going to all go through, <laughs> but uh, uh, looking forward to that. However, you know, we haven't just sailed aboard Disney Cruise. We've mm-hmm. also sailed aboard Princess. As a matter of fact, we're platinum on Princess Cruises mm-hmm. as well. Uh, we've sort of about Carnival, and we've also sailed about aboard Royal Caribbean ships mm-hmm. um, for shorter and longer sailings for each of those uh, cruise lines. So we kind of have a basis to compare these uh, between uh, these, these, diff- these four different cruise lines. Right lines to tell you you know why we feel like disney cruise may be just a bit better than those other cruise lines at least in our opinion right right for for a lot of reasons um although you know there are some things some of the other cruise lines that that have that we have sailed on that do have some great features too so um but today's episode is really to focus on what sets Disney apart too. And, um, and I think you did well. You didn't sound braggy. I I think we're just trying to relay to, to folks that, you know, we do have some background to be able to talk about a little bit. So just hope give a little bit of validation to what we're going to say. It was a little braggy. It was a little braggy. But yes, uh, no, that was, that was mostly what I was trying to make a point on. And by the way, when I mentioned that Disney Cruise Line we feel is better than these other cruise lines, all these cruise lines that we mentioned do things well. Some mm-hmm. Each of them kind of does one thing better than the other right. to me. And so it just depends on what you're looking for. But I think across the board... Um, we agree that uh, if we we if we could pick all things being equal, if we were to pick one cruise line, it's right. going to be Disney Cruise Line almost every time. Sure, sure. Like the overall arching, you know, that you're going to have more opportunities for fabulous experiences. Yes, Disney is set apart, especially for Disney fans like us. It kind of helps a little <laughs> right. bit on the occasion. So, so what does set Disney Cruise Line apart? And there's so many things actually, in in my opinion, and I'm sure uh, Michelle has some ideas on this as well, but I'm going to start off with just right off the easy one. And that is, it is the same customer service you expect from Disney. When you go to the mm-hmm. parks, when you go to the resorts that, over and above Disney customer right. service is exactly what you get aboard a Disney Cruise Line ship as well. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. You know, it it brings that culture, you know, throughout the whole experience on the cruise ship. And like you said, it, it starts with the service. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that includes everything like how clean they keep the ships. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we've talked about it many times. If you've, if you've listened to our Panama Canal cruise and, you know, when, when COVID was really striking and they were out there wiping down the walls and the, right. the, all the banisters and everything all the time. Um, yeah, maybe that was a little more than they normally do, but not that much more. Mm-hmm. They're there all the time cleaning floors, cleaning banisters, cleaning everything around that right. ship. It is, you'll, you'll go into ports and you'll see other cruise line ships and you'll look at them and you go, wow, our ship is gleaming compared to some of these other right. ones. It's amazing at how the the upkeep that Disney does on their ships. Right, they really do. You know, like you're saying, throughout every sailing, they're they're maintaining something, or you know, varnishing something, or painting something, and you know, just to keep that sparkle alive. Mm-hmm, for sure, and it's it's really something you just come to expect. Sometimes you take it for granted because, but you you walk around it, and it's just a beautiful, immaculate ship. Every single one of them we've been on, uh, we've never 
it, we've never seen you know them not working to make sure that ship is in as good a shape as it possibly can mm-hmm. be. That's right. Right. So uh, another thing that kind of sets uh, Disney Cruise Line apart is the size of their cabins. Um, they have really large cabins for the most part, right. you know, I mean, including uh, the split bathroom setup, which is excellent, especially for families. They know that they're going to have most of these uh, cabins are going to be filled with three, four, possibly even five guests right. uh, on board them, you know, with, with the young ones as well. Uh, so that they have made that room in there to be able to fit comfortably all those people within it and that includes being able to get ready for dinner or whatever at night so they have those split bathrooms that you can one person could be getting ready in one and one could be showering or you know using right. the restroom or whatever you need uh really is a a wonderful portion of being aboard a disney cruise oh yeah definitely you know and when you're talking about you know the cabin uh another great feature that you know, comes standard in the rooms is having that sitting area, having the couch and a little, you know, coffee table available to you uh, makes night and day difference, whether you're with a family or just two adults. I mean, we've been on some cruises where, you know, that even in a, you know, a, a, a nicer suite or, you know, maybe a nicer cabin, maybe not a suite, uh, you don't have that. So you're like, if you want to have any food in the room or something like that, you're balancing food on a table. In the and, bed. Uh, I mean, the bed, right? And one little, chair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and a desk. And the desk, yeah. Yeah, so having, you know, that ability, you know, like you said, with the with the split bathrooms for pe- multiple people to be, you know, some getting prepared uh, and with the, the room having that sitting area so you don't feel like you're just in a cabin with a bed right is really really special yeah uh you know and that includes also like the 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 space to stash things the 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 cabinets Mm -hmm. the dressers all the different places where you can put things through it's not just all scattered about your cabin now you're going to be with kids there's a good chance there's still going to be things scattered (laughs) about the cabin or if you're with me because i tend to scatter (laughs) things about the cabin as well uh but it is nice to have that 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 extra kind of storage space within those cabins right definitely definitely so uh another thing we love and and which we feel sets disney cruise line apart is the entertainment i mean i think that uh, i i michelle will definitely agree with this that the entertainment that you find aboard a Disney cruise, especially if you are a Disney fan, is it, it's better than anything else you'll find at sea, at least at least that we've experienced to this point. Right. Consistently. Like, anyway. Right. Right. Like you said, you know, to be included in the price. I mean, I do know that some of the cruise lines um, do have special shows that they that you can pay for that to see. Um, but on the Disney cruise, it's you know, especially when we're talking about the big productions, the evening shows. I mean, those things, like you said, are top quality. They prepare those new shows as if it was a Broadway show. They, they, you know, um, bring the cast together and they're rehearsing uh, for months ahead and working through the set design. And, and, you know, so it is really top quality entertainment. Um, You know, and obviously it, it touches the heart with the fact that it has the theming of being associated with Disney. Mm-hmm. And they usually have uh, some sort of show that you maybe you will know something about, um, like say a, something about Aladdin mm-hmm. or Tangled, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, they usually kind of have the, the Frozen show as right. well uh, aboard this. And then there they have their specialized uh, shows that kind of, some are on multiple ships, but a lot of times there are certain shows on certain ships that are brand new things they incorporate a lot of disney thoughts and ideas within it and music of course right. 
but they all tie together to some theme that uh, always, like you mentioned, Michelle, touches the hearts. Right, exactly. So, um, and that you know, and that's just talking about the the stage productions in like the Walt Disney sure, theater, right. you know, they have first run movies at sea mm-hmm. in their, in their movie theaters as well. Uh, you know, the characters around all the time stay, um, um, deck side performances right. in the evenings occasionally, like with pirate nights, the only ship I believe that do regularly fireworks right. at sea, exactly. uh, you know, aboard a Disney cruise line, the pirate night, all that kind of fun stuff. It's, it, it's just, and it's all included in your price, you know? So it's, right. it's just those things that, that make it extra special when you go right. on a Disney cruise. And that's actually one of the, the first things I had on my list was the issue of, um, and, I don't know if people even use this term anymore, nickeling diming um, <laughs> for some entertainment, you know, that, that we're seeing. And, and it's understandable some cruise lines in order to make the cruise experience affordable to some families, you know, lessen the price of the baseline cruise, and then you pay for what you want. Mm-hmm. And for some people that is perfectly fine and a wonderful way to cruise on the Disney cruise ship though, it, it is included. Like you talked about the movies, you know, and so it, it really is nice to know that whether you're an adult or a kid, that if you want to go walk in to see a movie, you're just going to go. It's included. You're not paying more for that experience. And, you know, for for all the a lot of the extras that they have uh, on the Disney cruise ship, like you said, the parties um, and those parties are geared towards adults as well as kids. And I think that's what Disney does really well, too, is they can have, you know, a common activity but make it um entertaining for any age Mm -hmm. agreed um and i had in my notes as well i was going to get to it here in a second here about the nickel and diming that uh, happens aboard some other cruise lines and that's fine for some people Mm -hmm. no problem with it we've we like i said we've sailed on many of those cruise lines Mm -hmm. and they all kind of do that in some way shape or form disney does it a little bit too but not nearly to the extent that you see from some of these other cruise lines now yes uh for disney cruise you're probably paying a bit more for it but um, when you go on board this ship, there's so much more included in that price, as Michelle was bringing into it. This entertainment that we're talking about without any extra fees, the dining, uh, you know, including a lot of stuff that you have to pay for on other cruise lines like sodas. Right. Like you can, if you if you have a family who likes having a soda, you know, there's free soda on right. board uh, on the pool deck on every Disney cruise ship. Uh, so that's just one more thing you can cut out of the price. Um, th- you know, and there's just, you really could have a wonderful, wonderful vacation if you on Disney cruise line without paying for any of right. the extra stuff. That was stuff. in my notes too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you don't have, if you, if you're don't feel like going to Palo or Remy or some of the other fine dining things, mm-hmm. if you don't, feel like the need to do any shore excursions where you're paying for anything like that. You can have a terrific vacation Mm -hmm. on board a Disney cruise line, eating great food in the dining rooms that change every night, by the way. So it's a little bit different experience every night you go to dinner. So it doesn't kind of get old. And that's especially good for the kids because, you know, you go and you get out to dinner and everything and they get a little bored after sometimes that can definitely happen Um, when you when they have this entertainment going on and little wow moments within dinners and some of these uh, dining rooms. And it's a change of pace every time. Uh, it kind of helps you get through that as well. So there's just so many, so much more that you get, even though you're paying more, the value is kind of there with Disney. Right, right. And and I think we've seen that when we've gone on some of these other 
cruise lines that, you know, charge some additional things, like you're saying, you know, just with sodas, you know, when we've done some of those and said, okay, well, we wanted to do, you know, a, a movie and, you know, have some sodas or something like that. After a while, we saw the price really start to be comparable to the Disney cruise. Um, so like you're saying, yes, you're paying up front more, but it it's because all that is included. I mean, the other thing when you talked about the dining that I think sets Disney apart, you, you touched on the rotational dining. And for those of you who haven't ever gone on a Disney cruise, um, well, first of all, looking at a, re- a non-Disney cruise, generally speaking, they have one, maybe two main dining rooms that are included in the price of the actual cruise. And Anything else, any other type of dining that you want to go to, you would pay extra in the evenings. And what's like you were saying, the variety that you get to experience through the rotational dining on a Disney cruise is amazing. You know, they, they have each night, you know, you get to go to a different room. Um, you know, they generally have about three of their main dining rooms. But even when you're on a, a cruise that's longer than three nights, the, the food changes, something changes about the, the restaurant itself, whether it be the decor or the entertainment part of it. So it is always a fresh new experience. It's not the, the same old, same old where you're just sitting in a dining room and somebody's bringing you the food you ordered. There is entertainment that really is making that experience so much better. Right. And even though you're moving from dining room to dining room, you still keep your servers uh, with you right. in each dining room that you go to, which is excellent, especially for when you have the you know the little ones with you, because they kind of get to know one, your preferences, but also the preferences of the, your little ones, right. you know, to kind of make sure that they are happy. They take care of them usually first, make sure they get their food first, because you know, they can get a little antsy when they're right. not they don't necessarily, they're sitting at the table, food hasn't come yet or whatever. And it's another thing we find with the the servers aboard Disney Cruise is that they know how to cater to the the children at the table. They know how to entertain them, keep them involved, have a little fun with them at the same time. And and it it just kind of, again, the family atmosphere aboard a Disney Cruise is better than on any other Disney, on any other cruise we've been on. Right, exactly. And, you know, the nice thing that the Disney Cruise Line has too is um, that they do have two different dining times that they have the main dining which is the earlier seating and then they have the late seating and so if you tend to want to be more with a dining room filled mainly with adults the late dining is is generally speaking has more adults to it um but on but either way one of the great things they also have there is that at the end of the dinner service they actually have some of the counselors come from the kids' rooms, the kids' uh, clubs, excuse me, and they actually will take them from the restaurant there to the kids' club so the adults can stay and whether you want to have some more coffee or, or a little nightcap or something like that, you don't feel like you're, you know, rushed to get away from the table because the kids are ready to, you know, move along. Exactly. And let's talk about those kids clubs a little bit because, uh, again, they have no rival at sea. There have been a lot of different cruise lines that have attempted things that are trying to make their kids clubs better to kind of Mm -hmm. be somewhat on par with what Disney does. But Disney's uh, are by far and away the best. A lot of times kids 
they don't want to leave. They just want to <laughs> stay in there in the kids clubs. And we've looked aboard, you know, what's, what's on, they've added a lot of new things. If ships have gone through refurbishments, even more exciting things, things that have brought more into the modern age that kids enjoy with screens and so forth to kind of keep them involved. Right. And yet still, uh, you know, they bring in characters and I mean, it's got that Disney feel. It's not just sitting there on a screen. There's lots of activities right. and um, just fun stuff for kids to do within those clubs. Right. And I know that, um, you know, some people may have traveled on a Disney cruise line during a, you know, there was a, a period of time where they weren't focusing on those um, kids club as much in the sense of keeping them updated and things. And, and we've talked to some people who haven't had the same experience with their kids being as interested in the kids club. But um, we really saw over the last, uh, even just before the pandemic, that Disney Cruise Line really did revamp how they were going to um, really run those kids club and and go back to some basics that really made kids want to stay and some of that had to do with being you know um, considerate of different ages and what activities those age groups would like and then they also expanded to have more of the tweens having their own club and the teens having theirs and then the um, you know even the younger adults having some special activities you know really devoted to their interests so um I, I would think that some people may have cruised and not had that same experience, but it really has resumed themselves with having great kids programs. Yeah. And that, like I said, that there's, you know, there's a catch up that has to be done. You know, what people, what kids enjoyed, especially on board ships like the, uh, the wonder and the magic when those ships first came out quite a many years ago. Mm -hmm. Now it's, it's amazing to think of those ships are re actually relatively old in right. comparison. They still look beautiful, but they are relatively old. So, you know, what is what kids like now, as opposed to 20 years ago is a little bit different. Right. I mean, so they've had to adapt and adjust a few things, but yet still keep that classic Disney feel within it. Right. And, and like you said, now really focusing on a, updating the technology mm -hmm. and what can be, you know, readily entertaining for kids. Mm -hmm. You know, kids do have a lot of, of technology at their fingertips all the time. So how can they make it um, fresh? How can they make it more unique of an experience? And, and we kind of saw that when we were like, where they had the simulation to to sail the ship, mm -hmm. actually, and to, you know, steer it and try not to crash. and. Yeah. <laughs> And now they have all sorts of things with Marvel and Star right. Wars and everything. But yeah, and they also still bring in, you know, the the princesses mm -hmm. and some of the characters for uh, story time and right. everything, you know. And there's lots of, uh, there's animation classes within there, learning to draw characters. Right. There's just so much, so many different things that, that kids can do throughout the day. Right. And they, they really have improved it. And even though it was already great, um, they've made it even better. Right. And, you know, one other part about the kids program on the Disney cruise ship is that um, they even have activities that go kind of late into the evening, you know, um, even some like quasi sleepovers. They're not really sleeping over, but they're there till, you know, 10 or 11 o'clock at night, which really gives the parents time to, you know, whether they want to go to a special dinner at like Palo's or Remy's or something like that, or if they just want to have 
uh, time to go see a movie, whatever, or do some of the clubs uh, for themselves, the adult clubs, uh, it's great that they have those programs last into the evening as well. Yeah, I mean, they really, um, that's another thing I was going to bring up here is that obviously Disney Cruise Line is excellent for families. And uh, of course, it's obvious there's there's no other cruise ship mm-hmm. at sea that you're going to turn a corner and there's Goofy. Right. You know, or there's a Tinkerbell or whatever. Right. You know, it's that's one of the magical things. There's yes. nothing like when you're walking down a hallway on a Disney cruise ship and you see whether it's your child or somebody else's child and they turn a corner and there's Minnie Mouse right, right. and watch their face light up. Yeah. It's it's incredible to experience. Or that. your husband when he sees Rapunzel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a little glimpse into my soul right there. Thank you very much. Yes, that's true. Um, but you know, it's just, there's just nothing like it. And there's nowhere right. else you can capture that on, on board any other cruise line at sea. But, you know, they also, and we've talked about, we had did a whole episode about this, is that it's also just a great spot just for adults. Most mm-hmm. people think, oh, it's a Disney cruise. It's going to be a lot of families. It's going to be a lot of kids. And yes, that's true. But they have spots specifically just for adults mm-hmm. where you can kind of spend your time there for much of the day and you can almost hardly know that right. there's kids or characters or whatever and sure. when you go there between the the quiet cove pool and um you know the you know going into the adult clubs not mm-hmm. adult clubs but you know what right, i mean yes. the clubs for adults in uh, mostly in the usually it's in the forward of the ship on the older ships i know there's some mid ship stuff mm-hmm. on the uh, fantasy and the dream we're still waiting to hear a little bit more about the wish mm-hmm. but you know the, those are some areas that you can go into and listen to some music and grab a cocktail right. maybe grab a small plate of food and, and, and you know maybe play some trivia or whatever some shipboard games and just have a good old ad- adult right. time Right. Yeah. And that is so true. And like you said, we've talked about that in the past. Um, There is, you don't, it brings, it allows you to be a kid, but it doesn't mean that you're not still interested in adult things that they could have to offer. Like you said, um, whether it's things during the day, which includes movies, you Mm -hmm. know, and it, it, you know, they have, you know, movies that are not just all Disney movies. Uh, So it's, it's great. Yeah. I uh, really enjoy it. So um, those are kind of the things that I have that kind of set Disney apart. Do you have anything else on your no, list? Um, no, I think I think we pretty much, uh, you know, covered it. I, I, I think, like you said, the overall arching theme is it's quality. Yes, you're paying for more in advance for that quality, but it is an all-inclusive, really an all-inclusive vacation that you wouldn't need to spend any additional money on board and have a fabulous time. Yeah, agreed. I mean, uh, there are the tips that you do, you do need to tip right. wait staff. That's not usually included in your price, although you can prepay tips right. if you so desire. Um, so that's kind of something that can be an added-on fee that you should know about. But if you're not, uh, if you don't drink alcohol, if you're you're not going to do a bunch of shore excursions, if you're you don't care about you know the fine dining aspect of like Palo or Remy or whatever um and you just want to go to there lounge by the pool see some quality entertainment Mm -hmm. relax in a larger than usual you know cabin aboard a a cruise ship and and just have a good time with some wonderful customer service uh then you won't have to spend an extra dime off of what your fare is and again the value is there for you depending on what you're looking for so um that's why we kind of think it sets it apart agreed so let's get to what everybody's waiting for and let's (laughs) really talk about the Disney wish a little bit here and 
Uh, unfortunately, we need to talk about this because, uh, you know, they did open up the bookings this last week for those who were platinum. And, well, if you are hoping to be aboard the maiden voyage <laughs> of the Disney Wish, I'm sorry to tell you if you're gold or a silver or you've never sailed aboard a Disney cruise ship before. It looks like it's been completely sold mm -hmm. out for the uh, the maiden voyage of the Disney Wish. And, you know, that doesn't mean necessarily that something might not pop available for you in the future. You never know. I think that I've read somewhere that the uh, deposits for the inaugural sailing for the, uh, the maiden voyage mm -hmm are non-refundable so it's chances those won't pop open right. for you but keep looking back you never know something might show up so you know look for it just in case also the the dvc member cruise that was the first thing that went <laughs> that, that sold out before the maiden voyage right. sold out so um the first two sailings aboard the disney wish are not available however if you don't mind waiting till the third or fourth sailing or <laughs> beyond that, there's still plenty of availability as of today when we were talking about when we're recording this on Saturday, um, May 22nd. Uh, there are still other options for you available and some great cruises. Right. And yes, uh, it's always exciting to think you're going to be on the maiden voyage of a, of a ship, um, but it really isn't meaning you're going to be void of a magical time whenever you get an opportunity to share to sail on that ship so. and you're going to save a little money off of oh, what yes. the main voyage cost so that's the good news and that's the way to look <laughs> at it and you'll still be on one of the first few ships our first few cruises i should say of this amazing ship so um you know still something to look forward to out there so um just a reminder of uh what dates are still available coming up here for those who are looking to book these things as soon as possible. And we always recommend you do because we've seen it already. The prices have gone up slightly as the cabins start to disappear aboard these ships. So you want to book at your, if you really want to sail aboard the Disney Wish, you want to book at your earliest opportunity. So right now, as we speak today, um, all Platinum Castaway Club members can book either by phone or online so you can go out there and book if you haven't done that already. On uh, Monday, May 24th, beginning at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, all these open up at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, by the way, so I won't mention that again, just know that. Uh, Gold Castaway Club members, you can book by phone or online, whichever is easiest for you. On Tuesday, May 25th, Disney Vacation Club members and Disney Adventure Insiders can book their sailings, but that's by phone only. And there's specific numbers depending on how you want to book. So I'm going to go through those really quickly. Uh, for you Disney Vacation Club members, if you're booking with points, you will want to call uh, Disney Vacation Club member services at 800-800-9800. Again, 800 800 9800 and that's only if you want to book using points. Now, if you want to book with cash and you're a Disney Vacation Club member, then you want to call 866-325-6348. Again, 866-325-6348. If you're a Disney Adventure Insider, when you have your chance to book on Tuesday, May 25th, you'll want to call this number, 888-272-0644. Again, 888 888- 272-0644. And that will be your chance uh, to book if you're in either of those two groupings. Now, moving on, if you are a Silver Castaway Club member, you can begin booking by phone or online on Wednesday, 
May 26th, and booking opens up for the general public on Thursday, May 27th. Again, as I already mentioned, um, highly suggest that if you're looking to uh, book these cruises, if you're thinking about it, go ahead and do it at your earliest available date because you're going to get the, the best price at that point. And you also have the best cabin availability at that point. If you wait, if you hem and haw about it, it might go up by a little bit. You might not have that cabin you want. I would suggest taking advantage of it if you really, really, really want to be aboard the Disney Wish at its early, earliest possibility. Right. And you're only having to put a deposit. I mean, I know it's still a lot of money. Uh, however, you know, that really will hold, you know, the room for you. And like you said, it's when you have the best availability of rooms, for selection and um you know you could save several hundred dollars by booking early yes i agree so uh definitely i i we we highly suggest you take advantage of that if you're if you're thinking about doing it so did we take advantage of that this week we I are platinum know. as we already talked about <laughs> so we had the opportunity this past week to book uh, aboard the disney wish did we do that I think we did. Of course we did. You know <laughs> us. Of course we did. Um, we debated a lot of different possibilities. We, including that maiden voyage, right. we talked about that. The DVC member cruise, we mm -hmm. talked about that. Looked into the numbers, everything about it. Um, but then when it all came down to it, you know, we looked at all the things we have coming up in the next year plus that we wanted to do. We have, you know, of course, Walt Disney World's 50th birthday mm -hmm. coming up here in October. We have that other cruise we already mentioned aboard the uh, Disney Fantasy coming up for right. the Christmas cruise. Um, Star Wars celebrations coming up next year right. in Anaheim. We may want to go to that. Uh, D23 Expo 2022 right. is also next year. Galactic Star Cruiser. <laughs> Hello. That's also possibly right. next summer. And we have some other personal things going on in our life. So we decided, you know what? Maybe we don't need to go on some of the first few <laughs> right. cruises. We're going to wait a few months when the prices are about half the right. price that we are. So we ended up booking uh, a, a four-night Bahamian sailing aboard the Disney Wish in September. We're doing a deluxe ocean view cabin. So um, we're hoping in, in September, maybe it'll be a Halloween on the high right. seas cruise as well. They haven't said that they were going to do that or not, especially aboard the Disney Wish. It wouldn't shock me if they do, um, but we don't know for sure. But either way, um, the, the price and the availability just kind of worked out the best for us to wait till September. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's still within the inaugural year. It's still, you know, again, these ships are amazing no matter when you get to go on them. So um, we're just really excited that we're going to be able to, to experience a brand new ship with lots of new bells and whistles. And we're excited for that. I, I think the Fortnite is great because it allows us to experience all three of their main dining rooms as well as one other special night, whether yeah. it be Palos or Enchanté. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're excited to figure it all out mm -hmm. and uh, just it, can't wait to, to see what comes when we finally get to be aboard the Disney Wish and you'll kind of all be coming along with us because you know we're going to talk about it a lot <laughs> and going into it and kind of after the fact right? as well, but it's going to be a lot of fun and we're very excited about sailing aboard the Disney Wish. And I think Michelle uh, kind of wants to 
talk about some of the things that are available for us once we do get to sail aboard the Disney Wish or once you can finally get to sail aboard the Disney Wish. Oh, thanks, honey. Yeah, I mean, uh, when you've gone on or if you've explored Disney Cruise Line, there are some common things along the the way with their ships, um, but sometimes with different twists. And and the Wish is no different. You know, when you talk about, and we've mentioned it already with the dining experience, that it has the rotational dining with three different restaurants. And we were really excited to hear about the theming and the type of restaurants that they are going to have on the Wish that really sets them apart, even from the other cruises. So, um, you know, the first one being, uh, it's called 1923, and it really is um, paying... Uh, respect to when the company started, you know, and so it's uh, the restaurant that's going to be considered the kind of the more formal of the rotational dining restaurants. They all have one. Typically, they have been associated with like a um, animated film type of of decor and theming, you know, so like there's the Beauty and the Beast theme and Lumiere's and Little Mermaid and Triton's. Mm -hmm. But this one, it's 1923. And it's really going to feature the history of Disney Company being that of animation, Mm -hmm. you know, and so they'll be sharing some of the storytelling um, with that, that theming. And so it's to me, it's very, it's very much Brown Derby meets Walt Disney kind of. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's kind of reminded me of what it, when we see the uh, concept art for right. it, it kind of looks like that. Yeah, right. And excited to hear that it's going to really feature California cuisine, which we're big fans of anyway. So you know that was that was kind of nice. Um, but then they up their game when they are doing a Frozen themed uh, restaurant. <laughs> Just speaking right to me. I know, right? Um, So this one is kind of think of Disney theater experience uh, along with eating or dinner in a show kind of feature. And and they created a really great story. I mean, we've always mentioned this. Disney Company is great at storytelling. And and in this particular scenario, it's Queen Anna and Kristoff are celebrating their engagement. And all the diners are the guests. In, involved in the celebration and so uh, as one would expect Elsa and Olaf are going to have some musical performances um, and the menu is going to be Norwegian inspired mm-hmm. so really exciting to hear about that restaurant I know you were thrilled oh, yeah. that. <laughs> I'm telling you a lot of things on board this ship they're like they just listened to this show and they decided you know what how can we get all of their money? We'll put all these things on this ship. And, and then Tom sure and Michelle yeah, cannot, you know, they can't stay away. Right, right. Um, and so the third uh, main dining room that they're, they'll have is the World of Marvel Dining. And they didn't reveal as much about that one, just that it's going to be state-of-the-art technology and obviously themed with the Marvel, Marvel Universe. Um, but one of the hints that they said is that diners will leap into their own superhero story. And to me, this sounds like they might be alluding to that secret experience that similar to what's in Animator's Palette. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's exciting. I mean, we've experienced that and Mm -hmm. um, look forward to that. But it's it's great to see that they've um, really switched up the theming 
for this new cruise. Yeah. And I've heard some people concerned about World of Marvel um, and the fact that, like, I don't want to go and just have, when I go to dinner, I just want to have a nice dinner and everything. I don't want to be involved in this action movie mm-hmm. sequence or whatever. And what I will tell you about that, and, it's, and it's, you just kind of alluded to that, Michelle, mm-hmm. is that uh, when you're eating, they let you eat. You right. know, usually what the show aspect of, if you haven't been aboard a Disney cruise or, you know, some of these um, with some of the shows involved with them, a lot of that takes place as the evening is winding down. More right. like if you've gotten your your appetizer, you had your entree, maybe dessert is coming out right. right at that point or it has just come out. And it's kind of after that when the real action takes place because they don't want to disrupt your right. eating as well. They want you to have a, a good, in, enjoyable meal. Uh, so they'll move through that and then the show will really take place. There right. may be some small things that happen in between, but as far as whatever is the real part of the meal... or as far as the real part of the show will be at the end of your meal. Right, exactly. I mean, generally speaking, like you're saying, the main aspect of the show is after later on in the dining experience. Um, Generally, you get a little sneak peek of something when you first enter that you know it's going to be an exciting, fun experience. Um, But in general, like you said, the, the main part of it is later. And, you know, in with the world of Marvel, and the use of technology, as I mentioned, what what is used in the animator's palette restaurant is fun for adults too. You know, it, it really is, you know, kind and, of a unique. And they may have some things that happen throughout the your dinner, but it'll be more subtle, I think, you know, like a lot of times with animator's palette, just using that again as mm-hmm. an example. Uh, you know, they have like, you'll see some artwork get colorized gradually on the side. So it's kind of like, as you're there and you're in between bites and in between plates of food or whatever, you can look up and think, Oh, look, you know, there's, there's Moana, you know, and they they kind of show how she was drawn and how it takes place and everything. So it's, it's more subtle. It's not as in your face. You pick and choose what you want to look at. And I have a feeling this is going to be something similar to that. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Um, The other really cool thing, I mean, on all the ships, they do have the Walt Disney theater. That's, where the um, live performances are, are taking place each night. Um, this one, it looks amazingly beautiful, taking theming from uh, the Disney classic Fantasia. So um, that's marvelous. And, you know, they announced that they're going to have an all-new show, Disney's Aladdin. And An all-new show that they've already had, but yes. <laughs> they're going to mix it up. Yes. Bit, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and then the kids' area uh, is also going to some more great theming. And, and what we talked about a little bit earlier in this, this episode is the use of technology um, to make it more than just, you know, your kid using their phone or iPad or something like that. So, uh, again, bringing in the Marvel themed as one of their areas. And um, here, kids can kind of simulate a designing of their own costume and see how that holds up in battle, which sounds pretty amazing and thrilling. In the Imagineering Lab, uh, they're going to let kids create their own attraction simulator, uh, kind of like a um, y- you know space mountain type thing and, and, and kind of get to sit and feel what that might be like or right. look like. And then they, they have Fairy Tale Hall that is very princess themed and really focusing on kids um, tapping in on their creativity or their artistic skills. 
And it's, you know, if you ever get the chance to do the open houses in some of these kids clubs, which a lot of times, not so much on the shorter cruises because the kids are in there a lot, but a lot of times if you ever get the chance when they eventually open these up for longer cruises, uh, when there's fewer kids on board, Mm -hmm. sometimes they open up those kids clubs. (laughs) A few times, and you can get in there and experience right, exactly. some of these things. And I'm, really I'm hoping we get a chance to do that at some point because <laughs> a lot of this stuff sounds like stuff I want to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the other unique thing on this uh, ship, and uh, interestingly, um, I, I didn't mention it before, but it actually has the same number of cabins as the dream and the fantasy. So um, it's just how they're using space and using it differently and adding some of these enhancements is really amazing um but it is going to feature 10 pools that's the most pools on any of the disney cruise ships um you know but they're they're smaller areas and i think that's going to really help with flow i mean one of the things um in even some of the you know uh, earlier ships the flow sometimes gets very packed on sea days when everybody is at, you know, the family pool or something. And, and so I think having different areas with different pools um, is going to really help with that and make it, you know, even more fun. Yeah. It might divvy up the, the uh, people, the guests a little bit more to different spots and yeah, right. make it flow a little bit better. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, then they're going to have the aqua mouse, which is, it's, it's actually an attraction at sea and yes, it's a slide tube, but they are going to have some show scenes, some special lighting effects, music, you know, and so you, it's really going to be more than just, you know, going down a slide in a water park. You it's going to tell a story as you right, go through it. Yeah. Right. So it's going to be really fun. Um, and a couple other interesting things about this one. We've talked about some of the suites that they've had at, on some of the other cruise ships, but this, this one tops it all. They have, you know, um, obviously they have their Royal suites. They have the Roy and the Walt suite. And, but the, um, they also are having some uh, in concierge, they're actually just called Ocean View Room, so they don't have a veranda, but how they face out front and you get, you know, a, a floor to ceiling view outside of your your stateroom. And so you're seeing where the ship is going. It's very themed to the princesses. So it sounds like some really fun rooms there. Um, and then, of course, the top suite that is, you know, multi-level suite um, is just crazy insane yeah it's you've seen some uh, concept art for that and it looks someday i don't know if we'll ever be able to afford that right. thing but man <laughs> it is it is really cool yeah. i would love to do that exactly. uh, at some point right there in the in the stack the right. stack that's not used you know the tower right on, it's uh uh that's awesome but yeah i mean you know the, also with those um those ocean view this family ocean views that are concierge yeah i mean they're they're ocean views but you do still get the perks of being concierge right. including the lounge the great coffee machine i'm right. assuming they're going to have that <laughs> aboard the disney wish as well which we love so much right the happy hours and the other perks that come along with you know being able to um, book some things more easily that come with concierge right so there is that again the high price that concierge is but there are some some nice perks that come along right with it. right they actually have their own pool area mm-hmm. as well um, so yeah, a lot of great things w- with concierge that, um, and like you said, in this ship, it's just that much, much, much more. Right. Um, they have the main atrium, which as you said, the concept art in this ship all around is just phenomenal. Um, but that is 
beautifully elegant. And that is where you could have your Disney wedding yeah. in that area. So, yes, if you're looking to have a Disney wedding um, through their fairy tale uh, weddings, then that would be an option for you is to have that on the Disney wish. Very so, nice. Yeah. 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 So um, obviously there's a lot of more interesting things and there's more things coming, um, you know, but I think those were some of the things that set it apart from even the newer ships like the dream and the fantasy that are coming aboard on the uh, wish. Yeah. Some great stuff for sure. And looking forward to experiencing many, many of those things when we get to sail on her in September. Right. As a matter of fact, we made five favorite lists of the things we're looking forward to experiencing <laughs> yes. aboard the Disney Wish once we get to board her in <laughs> September. And so when we do these things, well, we always start with Michelle because <laughs> one, she, she has all the great info about these ships. She's gorgeous, intelligent, hardworking. She has the very best tips, but she also has the best lists. So let's get to Michelle's number five favorite thing that she's looking forward to aboard the Disney Wish. All right. So my number five is uh, it's called the Hero Zone uh, and it's their recreation area. And I know like most cruise ships, whether you're Disney or, or other other uh, types of cruise liners, they do have some kind of recreation area where it's either basketball or ping pong, something like that. But this one sounds like it's going to be uh, so much more, you know, of a recreation area. They said it's going to be action-packed physical challenges and game show style competitions. Mm. You know, they're going to have the traditional, <laughs> you know, uh, basketball and ping pong and things like that. But um, this sounds like it's going to be a lot more fun. And, you know, having that physical activity at sea is always good because you're eating so you're much. You're eating so much. <laughs> so much food. So much food. So that's my number five. How about you? My number five, we've already touched on it a little bit as Michelle was going through this, and that is the production uh, shows that they're mm -hmm. going to be putting on in the Walt Disney Theater there aboard the Disney Wish. And that includes, of course, Disney's Aladdin, a musical spectacular, which we've actually seen before one uh, aboard the Disney Fantasy where it's mm -hmm. been for a while. But also they kind of had a version of it back before they had the Frozen spectacular right. Disney California adventure. They had Aladdin there and we've seen it there and right. it's been excellent. In the Hyperion Theater. Yeah, that's right. Uh, excited to see that. But also they're debuting two brand new shows and we almost love those shows more than some of these that are based right. on movies because they really, we again, we talked about it earlier, they really tug at the heartstrings. Uh, they really strike a chord with you and I can't wait to see what they come up with as far as new shows. Right. We've experienced so many of them on the other ships uh, so often and we love them all, but we can't wait to see what they come up with that's new. At least that's that was my feeling. So Yeah, I agree. So that's cool. That's my number five. Let's get to Michelle's number four favorite thing she's looking forward to on board the Disney Wish. Okay, my number four, you actually kind of already talked about it a little bit, and that is um, looking forward to checking out the kids' fun area <laughs> during open house times, you know. Um, I totally am looking forward to trying to create my own... Um, you know, roller coaster type ride or seeing what kind of uh, armor I could build for my own Marvel costume. So I'm looking forward to that. And, and I, true to my personality, I'm looking forward to princess time. <laughs> Yes. No, I'm looking forward to that too. I hope we get the opportunity to do that, whether it's you know on this cruise or somewhere in the uh, you mm -hmm. know in the near future uh, when we uh, when it kind of clears out and then right. maybe there's a few kids uh, 
a few fewer kids involved, but uh, still excited to get that chance when we do get the opportunity. Right, so, right. So, so what about your number four? My number four, again, is another thing that Michelle already discussed, and that is the first ever attraction at sea, the Aqua <laughs> Mouse. We already love the Aqua Duck. Um, it's so cool. But this takes that to another level with right. the storytelling involved, uh, the, with the animation specific just for this that's going to be taking part in this attraction. Um, and I, I'm really excited to try that, but probably when we're in port and there's fewer people on the ship, so you don't have to wait in line <laughs> right? as long. Um, but I am excited to try that for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a popular thing for people to experience. Yes, and I'm looking forward to that too. I, I, I would almost think that you might even get different experiences whether you do it in the daytime or at nighttime. Mm. I guess we'll have to wait and see. We'll find out now. Yes. We? Or maybe we'll find out. We'll see. Uh, that's our number four. What is Michelle's number three favorite thing she's looking forward to aboard the Disney Wish? Okay, my number three is the Art of Theming Tour. I'm, mm. I'm very hopeful they'll have it. They have it on all their ships, so I couldn't imagine why they wouldn't. Um, one, it gives you some real insight to the uniqueness of that particular ship, which is always great because their art um, is truly developed with purpose it's it's it helps for so many ways whether it's you know moving people through an area or you know kind of making it more attractive or displaying what's coming up we've talked about that like when you're going to you know the decks that have all the outdoors activities usually the art relates to something with activities or or sports so just really looking forward to what were their thoughts when they were developing the theming of this ship right i'm pretty sure they'll have it especially uh for the first few sailings of it i mean they they have them aboard all the ships um, because the Imagineers do such a, a wonderful job of, yes, make, helping people flow, but also uh, incorporating the theme throughout the ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, highly, uh, if you've never done it, if you go on board a Disney cruise, do the Art of the Theme Tour. Right. It's only about a half an hour, 45 minutes. Right. It's it, an adult-only tour. Yeah, it doesn't take a long time, but it does uh, give you more insight into how they design these ships. It's really interesting. Right, you get more appreciation as you're walking around then, like, oh, now I understand why that's there, or I hadn't noticed that, mm-hmm. and that really is very cool. Yeah, it definitely is, definitely so, is. So I think we're up to your number three. My number three is on Chante <laughs> because I love to eat and I love fine dining. Right. And if this place is even half as good as Remy, right. which is probably as good as, if not better, I'm a super excited to go. I'm not super excited for the the paycheck that we'll right. have to put into it, <laughs> but I am excited for the experience that is because we've done Remy and it's one of the best dining experiences we've yes. ever done in our life. If not, if not the best, yeah. Um, but this is going to be, I think, on par with that. Plus, it's themed after Beauty and the Beast, and you know, it's and Lumiere, of course, right. and it's just. I, I think it's going to be just an excellent, excellent experience. I'm very excited to get the chance to, to try it. Oh, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. It, you know, um, like you said, Remy's, I don't think I ever had food that was more delicious and unique than that. And like you said, this if it's even close to that, it's going to be spectacular. And, and I suspect that it, it, it will equal that or maybe even better. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's it's set up to be something that's pretty special. Right. 
So we're very, very excited for that. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully we get to book that uh, when we're on the ship. So right. we'll see what happens. So uh, that's my number three. Michelle, what is your number two favorite thing you're looking forward to aboard the Disney Wish? Well, one just out of curiosity is to look at, um, you know, the multiple pools. I am very interested in flow and how things like that work uh, in in different things. But uh, I think my main pool that I'm excited about is the adult area pool that will have an infinity pool, you know, and the other ships don't have that. I, it, you know, the, um, the imagery that they're showing now of what it looks like is amazing. Uh, other cruise lines do have, uh, not all, but there are some cruise lines that have a fin- infinity pools and it just really is so unique. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to checking that out for sure. Yeah. Uh, My number two is all the main dining experiences Michelle already addressed here Mm -hmm. earlier. 1923, of course, the classic Mm -hmm. Disney. Worlds of Marvel. You know we love Marvel. Looking forward to that. And hello, hashtag (laughs) real men love Frozen. You know I want to do Arendelle a Frozen dining experience. I cannot wait for that. I'm excited to try these brand new restaurants and the cuisine that's involved with them. I think it's going to be very interesting to incorporate the the type of cuisines with the storytelling process within these, these different new dining rooms right right and one of the things we really you know i didn't even really mention when talking about them is for the marvel uh themed dining room it's really sounds like it's going to have such a variety anywhere from you know and i think you know considering kids are going to be attracted to that as well you know have something simple like burgers but also something much more complex from you know considering like with Wakanda and African tastes and, and things like that. So it's really exciting to see. It's going to be kind of a global dining experience. Right, yeah. right, right. So Very cool. So yeah. let's get really down to it. Let's get to the number one thing. And of course, Michelle's number one, <laughs> the real number one. What is her number one favorite thing she's looking forward to aboard the Disney Wish? Well, I'm just going to throw a guess here that we probably have the same number one since you haven't mentioned this yet and I haven't mentioned it yet. I am pretty pretty uh solid and that we are both saying hyperspace lounge yes, that is my number one of course <laughs> of course it is are you kidding me as soon as i saw that i'm like again they're speaking right to right. us <laughs> so right the star wars hyperspace lounge is going to be um open in the evenings for adult only during the day i guess they're, they said it's going to be a watering hole so i don't know if it's going to be a, a, a simple bar kind of thing but in the evening it, it really comes to life and you know and you it looks like it's going to be so filled with easter eggs of all the movies and just have that classic kind of cantina feel that i just can't wait and especially that it's going to have some unique uh uh drinks to try out so I'm all over that one. You know, we're huge Star Wars fans. <laughs> and any chance we have to experience something that feels like you're being immersed in that right. that world is going to be impressive. And it looks like it kind of, from the concept art, it looks like it's going to be like a mini version of the Galactic Star Cruiser, right. you know, where you're kind of in this and there you're looking out and then behind there is outer space behind yes. it and everything. I, I just, I, I can't wait to, to check it out and see what, yes, the cocktails they come up with, the experiences that happen within there. Uh, I, I, I hope we can find a spot in there because I think everybody's <laughs> going to want to go right. in there, but exactly. uh, I think it's going to be fantastic. So yes, I agree with you. That is my number one thing that I'm looking forward to that we have to, must do. Yes, you know? yes. It, it like you said it just speaks to us and this our love for star Wars things and it looks a lot of fun it you know it really looks like it's going to be much more um 
enjoyable than even can uh, Olga's Cantina. This really looks like it's going to have some fun things to experience. Yep, looking forward to it. So. Yeah. So that's kind of our look at uh, Disney Cruise Line, A Wish, and so much more. Uh, we'd love to know, one, have you booked aboard the Disney Wish this week, last week, whatever it may be? We'd love to know what you've booked or if you're planning on booking. Uh, please let us know about that. Uh, let us know what you're looking forward to as well. And also, if you just have any questions about Disney Cruise Line in general, we'd be thrilled to answer them for you. So please hit us up at our Gmail account or through social media, and we'd be happy to be in contact with you about all this stuff most definitely so again that is our look at disney cruise line a wish and so much more All right, if you haven't been able to tell, we like Disney Cruise Line a lot because we talked about it for a long time. So let's quickly get to our Disney stories of the week. And we're going to start with some fantastic news about a couple of Disneyland reopenings that came out this week. One near us, mm -hmm. one not so near us. And that's the one we're going to start with, the one that's not quite in our backyard. This from the Disney Parks blog. Disneyland Paris Yay. ushers in a new and returning magic with Monday's announcement of its reopening of June 17th with Disneyland Park, Walt Disney Studios Park, Disney's Newport Bay Club Hotel, and Disney Village with booking flexibility. So June 17th, Disneyland Paris is finally going to be Yay. able to reopen once again. Yeah, that's really exciting news. And, you know, they're they're also doing some really nice things to get the park even better than it was last time it was open. So we're so thrilled that for the Disney company, for the people in Europe or anybody else traveling there, we're super jealous. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, but very happy to hear this announcement. Yeah, it was really exciting news because we've been waiting for it for a while and we know they've been struggling over there a little bit with this. And so the, the fact that they finally have gotten to the point where they feel that they can open this up is such great right, news. And stay open. We know that it's, they did they, have They a, have reopened a different couple right. times and they've had to close it back down again. So hopefully this one sticks. Right. We're feeling good about that possibility. So let's just... Uh, everybody keep doing the right thing and let's let Disneyland Paris uh, keep reopening here. So that's good. Uh, also, in other great Disneyland Paris news, starting on June 21st, guests can stay at the heroically appointed Disney's Hotel New York, the art of Marvel. We've been mm -hmm. talking a little bit about Marvel with a Disney wish. Well, uh, this four-star hotel styled as a New York art gallery will pay tribute to the birthplace of so many Marvel superheroes and their artists while offering premium comfort and personalized services. Epic stays at the Disney's Hotel New York and the art of Marvel are bookable now. And to make the stay even more super, guests booking before July 29th of 2021 with an arrival date before March 30th of 2022 will receive a take-home exclusive Marvel print by artist Matt Ferguson wow. and a complimentary mocktail of their <laughs> choice in one of the hotel's bars. So that's kind of cool. You get a little perk extra right, if you're, if you're right. staying there as well. That's so awesome. I don't know if you've seen any of the the drawings of what that hotel looks like and what they're going to have, but it's so impressive. Uh, I know that we've talked about in the past when we went to visit Disneyland Paris and, and what we saw with some of the hotels, um, just kind of walking through them and checking them out. Um, 
they, they seem to need a little bit of oomph to them. And this looks like it had a lot of oomph yeah, added. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when we last were there, it was before uh, Disney had, the Walt Disney Company had kind of taken over ownership of it. They were only a partial owner in it. Right. Uh, since then, they have bought up the rest of the shares and now they, and they've uh, injected like a billion dollars into this to right. uh, improving uh, Disneyland Paris. Mm -hmm. uh, and so this is one of the first few things that we're seeing take place over there. Right. That, well, we're hoping we're seeing. Eventually, we're going to go see it again. But uh, just really cool and uh, glad because we saw that at D23 a couple years ago, what it was going to look like. And right. we were blown away by how mm -hmm. cool it looked. Um, I'm excited that people are going to get to experience that finally. Yes. Soon. So that's cool. So now uh, moving to the Disneyland opening news that's a little closer to home, actually a ton closer to home. <laughs> uh, this again from the Disney Parks blog. More of the magic is returning. The phased reopening of the Disneyland Resort moves another step forward as the Disneyland Hotel. Yay. Yes, Disneyland Resort's original hotel reopens on July 2nd, 2021. So just in time for the 4th of July weekend. Right, right. That is such great news. It's, you know, just seeing more and more of... Uh, things opening up in California, especially related to Disney parks, is so wonderful mm -hmm. and, you know, giving us hope that things are coming back. Yeah, exactly. So, so glad that that's happening. Uh, you can book your reservations now uh, for the hotel if you are looking to stay there uh, in the near future. Um, by the way, during the closure, the upholstery and fabrics throughout the guest rooms, lobbies, and meetings room meeting rooms were refreshed and updated. The guest rooms now feature a fun new fireworks pattern in the carpet and upgraded platform beds to help maximize storage. The corridor flooring features new patterns inspired by the art of Mary Blair. Nice. I know Michelle yes. will be thrilled Big about that. Fan yes. Mary Blair. Uh, with art. graphic elements recalling the park lands each of the towers are named for. So, you know, there's like the Fantasyland Tower, right. there's the Adventure Tower, all those. So that's that's really cool. I am looking forward to it. Even just going there just to check that some of that stuff out, whether right. we're staying there or not. Exactly. And I know that um, prior to COVID, we had plans for tea again out there. And so it'll be nice once all of that is is readily available to us as well. But yeah, uh, big fan of Mary Blair's art and use of color. So unique. Mm -hmm. um, you know, her style is is something that you can see it and right away know oh, yeah. that's hers. And so having having that inspired in, in their hotel is just such amazing news. Yeah, really cool. So, mm -hmm. so glad that that's reopening. Yay! So. Uh, finally, we've, we've been doing talking Disney Cruise Line all day, so let's continue on with that. <laughs> uh, Disney Cruise Line is apparently a, a step closer to making another Florida location into one of its home ports. What? Yeah, what's that? <laughs> uh, this from the Orlando Sentinel. Disney Cruise Line is shopping for a second year-round Florida home, and now it can enter into discussion with Port Everglades after a vote from the Broward County Commission on Tuesday. Of course, Disney has been sailing from Port Miami mm -hmm. to some degree since 2012, and the, the line does have a deal in place that would let them sail year-round through 2024, except that would mean that they have to share that terminal uh, with another cruise line, with MSC Cruises. Mm -hmm. So this deal, which is out of Fort, Fort Lauderdale, Lauderdale mm -hmm. um, uh, they, because of an agreement that they made with Carnival Corporation, a terminal there has suddenly become available, and it could be just 
for Disney Cruise, that they would be the only ships sailing out of it. So uh, they can now discuss, put, get into discussions about that. Uh, the Cruise Terminal 4, which is the one that's available, is one of the terminals closest to Fort Lauderdale's Convention Center, massive renovated parking garage, and a hotel. Uh, and Port Everglades' proximity to Fort Lauderdale's International mm-hmm. Airport is also seen as a bonus by port officials. So initial talks have centered on a year-round vessel uh, to be there all the time. So instead of being in Miami, there'll be a year-round vessel sailing out of uh, Fort Lauderdale, out of Port Everglades if this happens. And then with the possibility of seasonally, say like the Disney Wonder comes Mm -hmm. back in or the Magic comes back from Europe or whatever for a second ship to be sailing out of there as well. So again, these are just in negotiations, but things are progressing. If you've ever sailed out of Port Everglades, and flown in there, especially, it is so convenient. Right. It is right there. You can see the ships as you're landing right. at uh, Fort Lauderdale International Airport. Yeah, it is really convenient to the airport. And it's just, uh, for a lot of people, it's easier to fly into uh, Fort Lauderdale rather than Miami. Um, and so it's just, that's great news. And th- there's a lot of really fun things to do in Fort Lauderdale as well. If you do get there, you know, before or stay after your cruise, uh, it's a beautiful city. Yeah. And plus with the new train service that they're going to be debuting sometime right. in the next couple of years, uh, it's going to be easy if you still want to incorporate a Walt Disney World vacation mm-hmm. into it without having to get a rental car or whatever. You can still just, you know, take the train up and sure. back, right? Because it's going to, one of the stops is going to be Fort Lauderdale Airport. Right. And one of the stops is uh, going to be Disney Springs. Right. Uh, so, so very, very convenient. So that's kind of good news. So hopefully that comes through because, uh, you know, I, I think it'd be nice for, you know, when Disney, it's one thing when Disney can go into a terminal and do it, you know, they put up a few decorations. Mm-hmm. and this and that but it's another thing when they can actually you know really do it right. up and really start your vacation even in the terminal right at that level so right would you cool. see the difference between port canaveral yeah. and in miami yeah so. exactly exactly so that's it for the disney stories of the week however we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation and we always start with michelle one because she's wonderful <laughs> gorgeous intelligent uh, but she has the best lists, but she also has the very best tips. So let's get right to it. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. Well, thank you, honey. Um, so my tip was is pretty simple, but it is related to Disney Cruise Line, figuring this was going to be our topic. And um, so one of the things that people uh, who, may be, who may not live in Florida may travel to do a Disney park and a Disney cruise vacation together um, – depending on what they do, but they may decide to go to Disney World first, and that might include going to Galaxy's Edge and building a droid in Batuu. However, it's really important to know that remote-controlled toys of any kind are not allowed on the ship for use on the ship. So if you do that and you're, or you end up, you're finding your, you got there and you have your remote controlled droid and you're boarding the, the Disney cruise, have it in your, um, in your carry on luggage and then give it to them when you arrive, they'll tag it and store it for you during the, the duration of the cruise. And that way, um, it's safe and you're in compliance. Right. And you'll get it back on the night you disembark. Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, but 
that is something that, you know, if you're doing those uh, two things together, you might not realize that you're not allowed to bring on a remote control toy. Very important. That's, that's, that's good to know. You know. People need to know that because, yes, you may be stopping by and building all those droids. We see them all the time whenever we visit right. Black Spire Outpost. We see all those great droids that everybody's building. Uh, so that's important for yeah, sure. Just to make it easier for you to, to do that. We've had we've gone on a cruise ship before where they've sequestered our <laughs> luggage for something, and you know it's it's just kind of a wasn't hassle. a droid. Uh, no, it wasn't a droid, <laughs> but <laughs> a little alcoholic. Yeah, maybe <laughs> us. No. We were rookie travelers. I'm telling you. But anyways, um, it's it, you know avoid the hassle. Just uh, bring it with your carry on and give it. Turn it over to them as you're boarding. Yep. Very good tip. Michelle's Thank tips, you. always the best <laughs> tips. Uh, my tip also has to do with Disney Cruise Line because Ooh. we were talking about this. And, you know, obviously everybody knows Castaway Key is one of the best beach days you're ever going to experience when you are aboard a Disney cruise if you get the chance to visit Castaway Key. However, there are lots of other fun activities that you can do when you're on Castaway Key besides just relaxing on the beach, although that's pretty darn good. Yes. Um, one of those things is renting bikes. Right. You can rent bikes when you're on there and it's actually kind of a cool way to explore the island because there's lots of interesting things to check out. It's, you know, it's not just one little stretch of beach. It's a, it's a right. decent sized island and so you can get around there and kind of check out a a lot of different things throughout this island so uh, and then one of the great things about it is it's really good for families and it doesn't matter what age your child is or what their abilities aboard bikes are because that not only do they give you bikes for all shapes and sizes they also give bikes with training wheels so nice. if your little one isn't quite ready yet <laughs> for the two-wheeler on right. the it's okay. You can still do that, you know, with the training wheels as well. They give out helmet with every rental, they give helmets. Links. So you don't need to worry about that. They also, for the really, really little ones that can't ride their bikes yet, they do have uh, seats that they'll attach to them for the really, really little right. ones. So you can take cool. them with you as well. So, and if you do want to rent one of these bikes, uh, when you're on the Island, they are per hour and they right now, as of today, they are $13 per person per hour. So not a bad price. Yeah. If you want to come check out the, you know, some of the Island and do something a little different during the day, right. so that's kind of fun. So just wanted to give you that tip. So that's you know that idea. if you wanted to do that, it's, there's, there's another fun thing to do aboard uh, while you're at Castaway. Right. Camp. There are so many fun things, but that is a, a, you know, kind of a, like you said, a little bit more unique. And when you've been on the cruise for a while, uh, or, you know, a day or two, maybe before getting there, it, it'll be fun to get out in, in the air and Ride a bike. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So, and it's like I said, it's a great way to explore the island because, sure. you know, I mean, you can walk around it, and but it's farther than you think it is. It looks kind of small. Right. It's farther than you think it is when you walk the whole thing. So, you know, just taking a taking an hour and kind of jaunting around it and seeing all the sights yeah. on a bike, it's kind of a that cool way to cool. check it out. So, uh, that's it for this week. Next week, well, it's Memorial Day weekend, so we're doing an episode based on memories. Yes. Uh, more specifically, we'll be remembering Disney attractions that have changed over the years. Right. I know in the past we've done some of attractions that are gone, but these are, we're going to be talking about ones that they're still there, but different. Right. <laughs> but different. But different. But different. 
Uh, yeah, so we're going to explore all that uh, this next week, and that should be a lot of fun as well. A little nostalgia kicking yes. in for everybody out there. So on Memorial Day, as it should be, you should be, um, you know, memorializing everything. So, exactly. Yeah, so uh, as for today, we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, you'll get a prompt to sign up for our newsletter if you haven't done that already. And so we do hope you do. Yes, uh, please sign up for the newsletter. It's just another way to be involved in the Hyperion Adventures podcast world. Another way is on social media. We have a lot of fun with a lot of you out there on social media. Please follow us on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Check out our YouTube channels. Just do a search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe and you'll know whenever we release a new episode, a new video, whatever it may be. And if you ever need to contact us or want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. Yes, and if you have questions about anything that we're presenting or have any things that you would like us to do a deep dive in or anything like that, please let us know. Definitely. Uh, we love hearing from you in whatever way, shape, or form it is. So... That's it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week.